You're listening to On Human Rights. We're broadcasting from the Rao Wallenberg Institute in Lund, Sweden. My name's Gabriel Stein. Thanks for joining us. Today we're speaking to Anders Longworth. He's the founder of Bankers for Climate, which is an initiative which encourages increased focus and action from leaders of the financial industry. Enjoy. Anders Longworth, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Glad to be here. You are the founder of Bankers for Climate Change, but your day job is that you're the deputy head of Group Sustainable Finance at Nordea, which is a, a big bank in the Nordics. Is that right? That is correct. And, and the day job is basically trying to integrate sustainability across the entire group. So, so everything from our internal operations and in all our four business areas. Great. So um, how long have you been banking? I've been in banking since 2006. I started my first job when I finished school at Citibank in 2006, and I spent a few years there. Uh, during the credit crunch, it was quite interesting to be at the biggest global bank. How have things changed uh, when it comes to banks' approach to climate change since then? Well, I mean, then uh, maybe of course also from, from kind of personal awareness and knowledge but, but back then it was very uncommon i would say uh, and also if i look back maybe five ten years it was still rather uncommon it has had started to grow in the investment side and fund side but has always been something a little bit on the side i would say and uh, so so going from that to where uh, many of the bigger banks, at least in Europe and, and Nordics in particular, it has gone very fast. Yeah, so can you, can you talk about the developments in recent years? What's been happening? Well, I, I would say that the, the big shift just during the last recent years, let's say two, three, four years, um, it, has, it has been more of a holistic approach. It used to be something within investments, uh, within asset management, uh, but now it's, it's on the entire banking side and more not just having a few products or a few funds or maybe have a, a green bond offering, uh, rather trying to integrate in the full offering, really trying to reach the customers with, with the, both on the product side, green mortgages, uh, green corporate loans, uh, but also looking at the, the internal things like risk processes, how how can we calculate on climate change? Uh, and, and all the big banks are looking at this uh, and putting more and more resources into it. So, so can, can something, the, the ugly duckling is something weird from tree huggers on the side to something that is uh, not yet integrated, but on its way to be integrated uh, in all the banks or the big banks at least. Do, do the banks today have risk analysis on what climate change will bring and, and the risks there? I think all the, all the big banks, so to say, the high street banks, uh, are looking at uh, climate risk scenarios from, from both uh, the investment portfolios, the lending portfolios, uh, and, and also in kind of the, on the risk side uh, frameworks. So... Of course, different level of maturity, but but yes, all big banks uh, need to look at this now and are doing it. Are, are there any particular banks that um, stick out who are doing really great work in this area? It depends a little bit how you look from, uh, we have a few ones good at investments and a few others maybe stronger at financing. And 
I <laughs> might be biased, but, but I, I like the work that we have been doing at Nordea the, the last few years. Um, we have very strong um, commitment from our top management, uh, which also has started to trickle down in the organizations. So, I mean, we are doing a lot of good things, but also I'm seeing a lot of good things at other big banks in, in Europe, ABN AMRO, uh, BNP Paribas, uh, to mention a few. Um, also here in the Nordic market, SCB, they're really good uh, on the financing side. So, so more and more are on the ball, uh, and that's from my perspective, uh, that's the important part. Um, and talking about bankers for climate, I mean, that's a, it's a global initiative. So, so I'm very happy that more and more banks are scaling up and really starting to do some real work, uh, not just uh, talking. And so you started uh, Bankers for Climate. How has it been going since you launched this initiative? It's been going well. Uh, it's a high interest. Uh, a lot, really, a lot of uh, very, very good positive feedback, both from, from colleagues uh, and from other organizations like different United Nations or other kind of interest organizations that work a lot with the, with the financial industry. So I think many people have felt that this has been missing uh, and are very glad that it's here. We have all these different collaborations on corporate level uh, with the hundreds uh, of, uh, of banks or investors collaborating or or smaller groups and that but but all of them has been on company level and nothing that really tries to target and engage the individuals and that, uh, I, I, that's the feedback I've received why people really like it it's kind of it's a it's a good compliment to what is already out there so tell me what the goals are and how you're trying to to address this for individual bankers themselves. 66 million, is that right? Something around 66 million people working in the financial industry on a global level. So th there's a lot of people who can uh, do a lot of good things. Uh, and I think the, the, the goal and the main reason why I have launched the Bankers for Climate is that the knowledge level is way too low. Uh, and it's it's not because it's people aren't interested because many people are interested they're curious however it, it's still something rather new um, so, so just bringing it down to making everyone understand the why why should banks work with sustainability and how can we as individual do something about it who happens to work within the financial industry and it, it has been kind of a confusion a bit of a gap uh, so, so the main thing is if we have good knowledge within the industry then i'm sure that the engagement level will increase as well and when the engagement level increases we will see more efforts like new products new processes or other things uh, in regards to climate where's the low-hanging fruit for the banking industry to make improvements or the financial industry to make improvements? I would say the low-hanging fruits would be to look on what we have today in the offering. We don't have to reinvent or be extremely kind of innovative. Uh, all big banks has tons of funds in their entire offering. So I think we should, of course, have new funds, which is very sustainability tilted, but also start looking at the full fund offering, for instance. Uh, on the financing side, 
let's look at what are the possibilities of refinancing. So, so those two things are low-hanging fruits. Instead of being innovative, start looking on what we have. And also uh, education. Advisors or other colleagues, but especially advisors or, or customer service colleagues who are talking with the customers, they don't need to. Have, they don't have to be super expert. They don't need to know everything or be able to discuss climate risk scenarios. But if we educate them so they have sufficient knowledge enough to inform the customers about why a bank actually has something to do with climate and can answer a few basic questions then we are well on our way. It always starts with how we address the customer. Right. Um, maybe I'm sure you've seen this report, Banking on Climate Change, Fossil Fuel Report Card 2019. Did you see that one? It's, um, it's talking about the 33 largest global banks having provided close to USD 2 trillion uh, to fossil fuel companies between 2016 and 2018. Um, and the majority of those are US banks, 37%. So there's a lot of discussion around the asset management side and, and funds. Um, but what do you do when you get to the thorny issue of going into the corporate banker's office and saying, listen, uh, this is an issue that you're, you're lending to this one company in particular. How do you make those changes? Well, um, if you the, feel they need to the, be changed, maybe not. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, talking from, from the bankers for climate's perspective, um, it is more focused on solutions, what we can do, uh, and not kind of looking into, I mean, as you say, I've, I've seen the report, I've read the executive summary, but, but not the full report. Um, but the objective for Bankers for Climate isn't to, to chase the banks in that sense. There are other organizations who are doing that, uh, and they are, of course, also well needed. So, so I will not have any kind of specific discussions or or going towards the banks mentioning that report, trying to address them specifically. Um, I rather focus on what can we as an industry do and what kind of solutions are there out there and how do we get engagement on grassroots level. Right. So yeah. I, I, will let, I will let someone else answer kind of the question how you want to address uh, the banks on that specific matter. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a particularly interesting question, um, I think, for, for many because you have uh, the banks and the financial industry doing a lot of good work when it comes to promoting sustainability. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you could be promoting sustainability in one part of the bank and in the other part of the bank, you're funding um, fossil fuel. Uh, so, so it's kind of like one weighs the other one out and it's uh, zero sum in the end. Well, on a general level, I think um, all banks uh, or all, all, all private companies that work towards different big segments, I mean, they, the public eye, if we look outside in, they, they will always view the company as one. Uh, so, so I don't think uh, any company can say that it's enough to do something on one side and then uh, neglect something on the other side. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out the Rav Wallenberg Institute's website at www.rwi.lu.se and sign up to our newsletter for more information from us. Hmm. How, how did you uh, 
how'd you come up with this idea? I mean, did it pop into your mind at some point when you're on a trip or when you're... Yeah, yes, actually, it, it really popped up into my mind during the trip. So, so spot on there. Uh, it was the, the Global Climate Action Summit in San Francisco last year, 2018. Uh, and I, I was in general inspired. It was a lot of strong speakers there, uh, and also the the entire kind of the, the main purpose with the conference was uh, commitment, more commitment from private sector, from uh, public sector, mayors, countries, uh, you name it. Uh, lots of different strong speakers making solid commitments. Uh, so it was very, it was a very inspiring uh, few days and. Uh, and the idea more or less came that, well, I want to do something as well. I mean, I, I'm doing it already since I worked with banking and sustainable finance, but I wanted to do something more, which wasn't just for one company, which was more for one sector. Do you think, um, how, how fundamental of a shift, um, this is a personal question that you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but how fundamental of a shift do you think uh, the world economy will need to take in, in the next few years to, to make the changes that are necessary? Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's a huge uh, task and a huge effort ahead. Um, well, I think what, what the entire private sector and public sector needs to do is is finding a common path on what how do we want to shift investments uh, and more and more collaboration on finding the solutions for the future uh, so it becomes a lot easier to find good investments that also are good for the future. Uh, I think that that is the main task at hand. And you, you, we have several different uh, calculations from UN or from, from other bodies stating them. I mean, we're talking about tri trillions or thousands of billions, uh, as I said, many different reports uh, of investments needed if we are able to actually transition to a low carbon economy. So I think uh, as always, the first movers, the, the, the investors or financiers who understand and find these solutions a little bit ahead of the others, will most likely end up winners. Mm. And, and what's your message, um, last question here, what's your message to bankers uh, and, and those working in the financial industry when it comes to signing up for this initiative and, and things that they can do? Well, my message is that uh, everyone can do something. If you, if you are in a role when you talk to customers, you can inform your customers, you can engage your customers. If you're in a role with a, within a back office or something else, like a, a corporate function, you can also do something. But then Bankers for Climate can be the voice for you. Uh, because the thing is, we all need to do something. We all need to engage more. And we need to increase the level of knowledge within the industry. So pop up to bankersforclimate.com, look around, and hopefully you like it, you find the topic important, and then sign up. Because the more we are, the more impact we will have. Uh, Anders, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. That was Anders Longworth, the founder of Bankers for Climate. Thanks for listening to On Human Rights, brought to you by the Rao Wallenberg Institute of Human Rights and Humanitarian Law.